she's be. stealing my idols. That's your Don't idols? steal my. Uh-uh, hold on. <laughs> when did you get put on the Issa Rae? I got put onto Issa Rae with awkward black girl. Really? When it was just like, yo, look at this funny awkward black girl. It wasn't even like yeah. when it would like have like the top trending videos. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even on there. Like that type of you might school, You might have like, been on it before me then. Because I remember I got into it because I found out about awkward black girl because on Watch Pharrell's I Am Other channel. And Pharrell started funding, I think, the second season of awkward black yep. girl on YouTube. Yep. And then the whole... <laughs> the whole like intro whatever i saw that and i was like and she's so funny she's she so is. real and i swear i'll be writing raps it's like so her deep. so like an awkward black girl yo, yo that is like an actual like black girl thing that i don't know if like, is it people know i i i'm the oldest of five and we would be we'd be we'll turn on the beat and battle rap and be making up the dumbest rap yo. in a second <laughs> yo. but i think no, it's cool because how she's my cousin used to battle rap oh my god i used to bet my my ex-best friend that i met in state we used to battle rap all the time we'd be walking down Elwood just like just rapping just saying the craziest stuff no because I thought that was just me like anybody who know me really at any point in time I could be like I want to rap right now <laughs> like throwing a beat <laughs> I promise you and then like don't let me be tipsy because then the, the raps just get to a high crazy. Like, level like it'd be crazy stuff like stuff I don't even think of I'd be having a hook the melody, the bridge. Now you're making a song. <laughs> now you're being a producer. I promise you, I'll be acting like I'm on a radio show. They asked me this just oh freestyle. It'd be crazy. But, like, I didn't know people did that. So mm-hmm. to see, like, Issa do it, I was like, she understand me. I never felt that before. Really? I think that's really why people be like so hard on like representation matters because I did not feel empowered that I did that yeah. until I saw her doing it and it was like cool. Yeah. I was like, oh shoot, I'm one of the cool ones. Yeah. But I ain't gonna tell nobody still. <laughs> I ain't gonna tell nobody yeah. I be battle rapping in the shower like against nobody. She, she really meant against nobody. <laughs> Just to the wall, just yeah. to the shower head. Yeah. Just like, you want to pour on me? I'm going to pour on you. Get a little soap. Make it lather. What it do? Stop playing. Like, now you on the spot. <laughs> now you on the spot. Vocabulary ready. I could just Okay, just no. See. Let's wrap. Everybody's talking. Put on the beat. <laughs> just go. You yes. remind me of my younger sister, Italian. She does this. She's like that. Random. We talking. Here she comes. Start singing. Okay. You want us to clap for you? Is that what you? Okay. Yeah, but Issa Rae, she, she like, she made me go sing. That's why sneak vibing really is like such a crazy thing because it's like all the struggles and the issues I like went through and stuff. And then all the things that I love and I care about is like all into one. Like I get to write about music, write about like how it relates to culture and all of that but then also just talk about what i love connect with people connect with artists it's amazing it's crazy to me so yeah it's really like a blessing that i have sneak vibing and i and i love it everything that's going on with it but yeah i don't know how i got on that topic we're talking about Easter Ray. yeah <laughs> i don't know how where did i I that's how it works. That's the magic. Yeah, that's how. That's the I'm magic, like, and it's all. I just. It would be great if I knew where, how I got there. I'd just be saying stuff. 
one one thought after another. All right. No. <laughs> All right, Chandra. No, but I'll be thinking like that's really what it's about though, because as creatives, it's like I don't know about you, mm-hmm. but for me when I create, it's kinda like me explaining myself to people in an abstract way that makes yes. perfect sense to them. Oh my god, yes. I and for it's a different level when people can see that and be like, Yes, I understand that. Yeah. I understand you. Because you can only say so many things verbatim. You can yeah. only really express the the true contents of how you feel, mm-hmm. your heart mixed with your mind mm-hmm. so much. Yeah. So I think art is the gift that we have to express ourselves and when people be like, Yes, I understand your art and I understand the artist. Yeah. It's like it's a way of like nicely translating. Yes. Like how you're feeling and translating in a way that people are willing to listen. And it's like it's it's crazy. But you're so right. You can say something and like if you say something that's like really deep or has a lot of meaning or whatever, people might feel uncomfortable. People might be like, Oh, this doesn't sound close to that, whatever. Appreciate what you said, but not that entertaining. But art is like a way of just like translating. Yeah. That's why I love music so much because I feel like music is the reason it's always the reason that people progress and move forward. So when did you start loving music? Like how did it begin? <sighs> I always Am I are you recording or are you serious? That's how Yo, you get a good Vanessa! Vanessa, bro, I didn't even know you started. I'm like looking at the screen like, okay, um, did she start the podcast or like Yo, you got me so not weak even right now. Okay, professional. I gotta you watch got you, me bro. So weak right I gotta now. watch you. You got me crying right now, please. I can't. I can't live like this. Oh my god. Oh lord. Yeah. So wait, what was the question? Because now, when did you gotta... fall in love with music? That um, sound like a brown sugar. <laughs> I fell in love with music. I feel like I fell in love with music really young. I feel like it was two stages. I was always around music, so I feel like for a long time I took it. I love music, but I kind of took it for granted. Um, my dad was from the Bronx. He was a DJ. He used to DJ with African Nevada. He came in. He grew up at a time when hip-hop was really starting to grow and, and all of that in the 70s, 80s, in New York City, Bronx, Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn, all of that, that time. You know, my mother is from New Rochelle, and then they moved to Buffalo when they had me. So they were, and they were, had became Christians by that time. So my dad was really into Christian hip-hop, so I grew up, I have an interesting background, because I grew up on Christian hip-hop. So it was Christianity, but kind of like unconventional. It was very, very interesting. Now, looking back, I'm like, man, I actually kind of had the same childhood. Kind of cool, too. But um, I always just loved music. We always, gospel music was always playing. Christian hip-hop music was always playing. 70s, 80s, a lot of Michael Jackson always playing. Stevie Wonder always playing. So I always enjoyed music. Um, but I feel like I had my, re- uh, another enlightenment in college. That's when I really like started to like search, look at my identity, understand who I am as a black woman and stuff like that. And I was going to Buff State and just seeing all these beautiful black people from my city. Like I really got into Neo Soul, really got into, cause for a long time, I did not like R and B. For a long time, what I had a weird. No. I know. Stop. I know. Stop. <laughs> I know. It sounds crazy. Do you lit? Do you get on TikTok? I watch TikToks. Yeah. You sound like that sound of Peter Griffin. And he's like, I did not like the Godfather. They're like, Peter? <laughs> Why? 
He's like, it insists upon itself. I hate it. I think I said that one, but that sounds like something he would say. Yeah. Yeah, but I was, I was, but that comes from like, I'm not going to lie. I had like early, I would say from middle school to high school, I was kind of a little whitewashed because we grew up in the suburbs. So anything that was like very, very black, Mm -hmm. I had a weird relationship with. So R&B for a long time was like, I had a weird relationship with. And there were some R&B songs I liked, but R&B overall, I just, I didn't enjoy at that time because I was going through a lot of things. But when I got in college, I really got into R&B, really got into Neo Soul, Erykah Badu, The Roots, D'Angelo, like, all of that, that whole era, Jill Scott, like, it just, it was like, it all makes sense, like, I have been missing out my whole life. You and just then got the six Infinity Stones. Yeah, like the Infinity Stones. Yes, that's how it felt. Like I felt so empowered, and didn't even realize like this is amazing, this is beautiful, and that music educated me. So that's why I'm so passionate about music and hip hop, and and I saw how it related to hip hop, and just saw what it does, like how it empowers um, me as a person and other people, and that's when I really started to look at music as like a science. Not as just not as just music, oh, we vibe, whatever. It does that, but it's like kind of scientific when you start to think about it and how it impacts people and the effects it has on people long term. So that's when I really got into I would say I was always into music, but I would say in college, I really like actively was in love with music. That's dope. So at what point did you like want to hold a magnifying glass to that and not only explore music, but like the culture also? So, also in college, a lot of a lot of big moves made in college that now looking back, I'm like, yes, thank you for doing that, Shonda. Um, yeah. I was a journalism major. So, um, my friend at the time, she had a blog on WordPress or whatever, and she was like, oh, you should get a blog, whatever. So, um, I ended up making one. I had like a personal blog I called Introvert that I still have to this day, but it, it only has a couple I would just talk about my experiences as an introverted person um, and how I navigate the world because I was, I've was i always been like really serious on identity and how it impacts me and how people view me. Like I've always just been hyper aware, sometimes to my own detriment, but I've just always been hyper aware of my identity and, and how I'm received in certain spaces. Girl, so, yeah. So, but I think I'm to the point where it can be like, okay, you're, you're doing too much. So I've learned to kind of balance that out over the time. But um, back to the blog. So I basically started Sneak Vibing Blog when I was a freshman in college. So that was 2014. So I've had Sneak Vibing Blog for a relatively long time, pretty long time. That's like six, five, six years. So um, at first, Sneak Vibing Blog was just a way for me to just talk about music and how it impacts people and talk about underground songs that I really like or songs that don't get enough exposure. And that was kind of what I was doing. Then I also realized, as a woman, because this is around the time when I started watching, like, The Breakfast Club, like, Hot 97, Big Boy in the Morning in L.A., like, a lot of radio stations, podcasts, all of that. And the common denominator was that there was just not a lot of women commentating on hip-hop music. And I felt like, damn, like, I want to hear women's opinions on stuff. And a lot of times... If a woman is there, she's the mediator. She's not leading the conversation. She's the person that's trying to make sure the two guys that have two different opinions don't fight. She's kind of just like, 
makes peace with it all. So I just really wanted to get more opinions from women. And I realized, well, let me put my opinion out there. So that's when it kind of became a blog. I was talking about music, talking about music that I feel like needs more exposure, talking about music and how it has an impact on people, and also just talking about music from a perspective as a woman. So that's really um, where that came from. So that's where Sweet Vibes came from. That's how the blog started. And then I kind of pivoted in 2018 when I really started to come up with the Okay. Is 2018, is that the same time as your college experience? Is that after? No, so... <laughs> So I went to Buffalo State for two years, and I went to ECC for two years. Very weird. I, I feel like I did it backwards. Um, and then around 2018, I kind of went through different, a couple different things in life. I did some, inter- I did a lot of like internships. I was writing for the public. I did an internship there. Um, I went to New York City to look for some opportunities, but that didn't quite. I was kind of premature at that time. I was just trying to figure out what I can do. And I had came back to Buffalo, and it was interesting because it was, like, a clean slate. Like, I had did everything I could, and then I came back. I was staying with my parents and working, but still trying to write and stuff. Yeah. And I feel like I had to have that moment of kind of, like, humbling myself and just figuring out, okay, I'm here. Let me see how I can be an influence here. Let me see. Let me get involved um, and, and stuff like that. So around that time, I wasn't in college. I started going to, I don't even know, how did I, how did I start? Oh, I went to a blo- Buffalo Bloggers meetup. That's how it started. In Buffalo, um, downtown Buffalo at Lafayette Hotel. It was really nice. And there was this really cool, um, a lot of the bloggers were, you know, like, if, if I want to be fully honest, they were like, you know, like a lot of young white girls that talk about like lifestyle and beauty and stuff. And I'm like, I want to be a hip hop blogger. Yeah. <laughs> Who am I going to connect with there? And then there was this cool-ass white lady, older white lady with blonde hair, short blonde, shaved blonde hair. And I was like, damn, she was cool. And she said she has a blog called Queen City, and we're basically uplifting powerful women in the city and talk about everything from uh, food, music, art, and culture. And she said that. I was like, I made a beeline to her. Okay. Because they went around the room and was like, you know, say your blog, blah, what do you do, whatever. And I just made a beeline to her after that because I just thought she looked cool and then when she explained what she does I was like yes so I got involved in Queen City and they're basically an online webzine of a bunch of like just dope ass women in Buffalo that highlight um, women owned businesses Um, they talk about they have like food writers they talk have music writers they talk about um, politics everything like just a group of amazing women and they're all like dope at what they do and what they talk about so I, I got involved with them, and she kind of really gave me the confidence because she let me start my own series called Fiery Femme Seas because this is around the time I started to become aware of, like, Buffalo hip-hop, like, the music community in Buffalo, and how dope, yeah. like, our arts community is. And that's another thing. At this time, I think it's just so, it's divine timing how everything happened. I grew up in the suburbs of Buffalo, so Amherst area, at some point, Chitawaga area. So I grew up in a, a like predominantly white spaces, and I just I always felt othered. I never felt like I belonged. So when I went to Buff State and I saw the amazing community there, I started to be downtown more, going to ECC, like seeing the um, just beautiful people of all different backgrounds together, yeah. and um, just become not feeling othered anymore. Um, I really started to embrace Buffalo. Like, okay, there are spaces for me 
to like thrive, to be creative. So around that time, my pride in Buffalo started to grow. Now I'm part of Queen City, all these amazing um, women, female writers that that talk about different topics and stuff. So I'm learning, and they're allowing me to do my own series and interview other yeah. um, dope female lyricists in Buffalo. Like that blew my mind, and it went so well, and that really gave me the confidence to like keep going. So I wrote for her for a minute, um, but yeah, that also kind of made me pivot Sneak Vibe and like, you know what, I should really pursue Sneak Vibe. And they were supporting me with Sneak Vibing. Like, yeah. They were posting Sneak Vibing on their website. Like, and they have adverts where they, like, charge, like, for advertisement. She was just like, give me something from Sneak Vibing and I'll, and I'll share it, whatever. So I, like, owe them so much because they really, like, built up my confidence. They inspired me so much to, like, preach for Sneak Vibing and, and, and push my idea and put it out there for them. Yeah, I think it's important that you always get that push. Yeah. Because that push can be the make it or break it, especially yes. when you're moving in the fully devoted creative realm. Yeah. That push is everything because I swear, like Erica Badu said, like I'm an artist, I'm sensitive about my ish. Right. So it's like <laughs> when somebody support that ish and yeah. they're like, yo, this is good. I want to do this because mm-hmm. it's so good. That's all you really need for it just to tumble into future success. Yeah. And I'm, I'm grateful that that happened. Who was that? May I ask? Okay, so her name is Christy Mangle. She's the one that created Queen City. Um, she's the one that gathered all her friends together to build Queen City. And she is just a badass woman. Like, I look up to her. She's great. She's so, um, she's just so smart. I love her perspective. She gets, a, like, she gets along with most people. She's super friendly. But she's just also badass. Like, she has, like, a little, like, rough side to her too that I really like yeah she's spicy that's good so I love her and just meeting all the other people because she's like that but then all of her friends are kind of like that too and I just looked up to them because they were just dope they were just badass women and they like took me in and I was um I think I'm on the younger side for that group but yeah they were great they were great so earlier you spoke about how you didn't see a lot of women and if you did they mm-hmm. were mediators right how did that affect you being around women who were spicy or like you know may have been considered rough around the edges but really mm-hmm. just outspoken or unconventional right. roles in their womanhood that really built up my confidence it made me feel it made me feel good it made me feel like you know i can keep going i'm not the only one it's so important to to know that you're not the only one going through certain experiences. Because if somebody, if you know somebody else has gone through the same experience, then there's an inkling like, oh, I can do this too. You just need that one little, it's like, you know how my parents would say, mustard seed of faith. It's like that this one little mustard seed of faith can go so far. Just knowing somebody else is doing this amazing thing makes you want to push. And then also it's kind of cool because I realized I'm on the verge of doing something really different for Buffalo. And a lot of people have been telling me that recently. And it's like, yeah, I'm starting to embrace it. At one point, I was just kind of nervous. And I was kind of like, you know, anytime you take on something new and something different, and it's a big undertaking, like, I want to, I'm creating like a whole platform. Like, I'm hoping years from now, it's going to be like Complex or like XXL or something. Yeah. So this is like a big undertaking. And these are the humble beginnings. But really, really seeing um, other women go out and do do what they do and follow their dreams and just do it so boldly and so fearlessly made me push myself to really get out of my comfort zone and, and go for it. 
yo, girl, let me tell you, I'm grateful <laughs> for that push. Because when I tell you, the Sneak Vibin' blog is where it's at. Like, if Thank you're a you. music junkie and you really like to, like, deep dive into, yeah. like, what music is or the people mm-hmm. who create it, and that's what I talked about earlier, like, mm-hmm. understanding the art, but also understanding the artist. Like, right. there, right. Yeah. you get the art, and you get the artist. It's so amazing. Like, even your writing is so intrinsic. Like, it flows mm. so naturally. When did Thank you start you. writing? I haven't written for a long time, to be honest. I remember writing just... I remember I would write what was ever in the Bible, like, on a piece of paper. I've always written. Writing was always, like, a form for me to communicate to other people. But I feel like in high school is when I realized, like, writing is a strong suit. I loved reading a lot. I mean, Good Things Eating. I used to read all the time in high school, even in middle school. Free pizzas, free personal Period. pizzas. And then from the people that don't have it, they go to the classroom down the hall. Really? Like, so if you don't have your pass, that never happened to you? No. What? Because we, we had to go, we had to go get it. Um, Once you finish your book, you get the trip uh, thing from your, the coupon or whatever from your teacher, and then you can go to Pizza Hut and pick it up. They oh, brought the pizzas to one. the school? I thought you were talking about the reading competitions. Oh, no, Where no. you read all the books, and then you get a pizza party. But, like, if all the kids didn't read the books, they'd be like, okay, so if you didn't That's read the books, <laughs> you can go down the hall to room 405. <laughs> Dang. No. I don't remember that. I remember us them giving coupons. So it was really, it was really, like, out of school when you got your pizzas. But I was like, shoot. That's, I already like reading. And that's an incentive. And I like to eat. Uh, yeah, Period. Gonna, <laughs> this, this is going to happen. We're going to make it do what it do. That's- but, um, yeah. What was I saying? You're telling me about how when you start writing. Yes. So um, I wrote, I really wrote throughout my childhood, but I would say in high school is when I really started to grip onto writing. And then right in college, uh, I went to like one of the first meetings of the record newspaper and I started writing for the record. And so that built up my confidence in writing. So I always kind of had an awareness like, okay, I'm good at writing. I'm good at communicating. And writing is such an important way to uh, communicate for me. Because I feel like writing helps people understand what I'm saying on their own time. Because sometimes talking directly to somebody, they might not get it. They might not have the energy to really take it. But writing, they can read it today. They can read it tomorrow. They can read it as slow as they want. They can read it as fast as they want. And they can take it, take the information and apply it on their own pace. So that's what I love about writing. That's good. Like, I'm a writer too, but like, I can never explain why writing works for me. And I think that's mm. what it is right there. Like, yeah. I was just thinking this the other day. A lot of times people would say that writing makes big ideas palatable, but mm. it's not palatable. For something to be palatable, it would have to, like, taste good to the individual. Right. Like, everything that's palatable for me isn't palatable for you. Mm. Like, I don't agree with that. But I believe that writing is digestible. Which means That's even if word. I eat it and I say it's nasty, I still understood it. Right, right. Like so, like blew my digestible mind. is a good word too. You're right. Palatable and digestible. If you really look at the nook and crannies and the differences, that's so true. And I, that's another way that art works. It just translates in a way that people, because then people can also translate it in the way they want. But the the, the truth is still there. Yes. There's just certain truths that you can't deny. If somebody says something about whatever and they write about it, you have to take that. But also you still have that 
it still can you can still filter it in the way that, okay i'm going down the rabbit hole but yes <laughs> yes i love that you said it's digestible yo let me <laughs> let me just tell anybody who's listening right now <laughs> this is not the first time me and chandra <laughs> recorded this episode and i don't know if i ever get the we've been through immaculate that. editing skills to put the first one out <laughs> Oh my God. You will hear Shadja say, okay, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go there, but. <laughs> I'm not going to get too I deep, get, but. I get, I get down the hole. I get down the black hole, the rabbit hole, and I can just. I'm, I try to stop myself. I'm way better now than I was because back in the day, I, and I could just see people's face like, you lost me? Okay. Yes. So I'm sorry. I'm, I'm like, still there. I'm that girl. <laughs> like, I don't know. I think it's my poet side in it because. Mm. Like, it's innate that I take yeah. small ideas and just pick them apart and dissect them and make right, them something so right, huge. Right. And then I realized that I've talked myself into oblivion and everybody's mm. like, what? Like, all she said was the grass is green. <laughs> we didn't talk about the liberation or nothing. <laughs> but she said, the grass is green and the sun is okay. shining and it's growing. And that's why they're trying to hold us down because they don't want us to be, and then we just, just go saying. down the That's all I'm saying. Like, <laughs> why all the lawns in the hood brown? That's all I'm saying. Exactly. That's and all I'm saying. Remind us of our skin color, mm. too. Melanin. They be telling on you. <laughs> they be like, this is the area where you put the gas. You know, the right, <laughs> right. conspiracy theorists, they be like, jets be flying down, spreading that's, disease in the air. You that's can tell I because of the brown grass. That's it. Come on. I, that, that's why I do not watch conspiracy theorists because low key, I feel like if I watch them, I would believe them. Yes. I saw something on Vice the other day that said that all birds are now <laughs> they're replaced with like government robot birds or whatever. And I, at first I was laughing, and then later that night I was thinking about it, and I was like, Yeah, that uh, would make sense. I feel, now I feel like some birds probably are replaced. No, but not all. You saying not not one bird is real? Not all of them, but I do feel like some pigeons, definitely. Because, mm. like, this might be a far stretch, but <laughs> think about... <laughs> no. Wait, you said far stretch? I'm, like, preparing myself for what you're about to say. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> think about large cities, right? Mm-hmm. Cities where, like, they control a large part of the media, mm-hmm. like the economy, mm-hmm. and just stuff like in that nature. Politics. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of freaking pigeons. Yeah. Like an inexplicable amount. Yeah. Why are there so many penny pigeons? Yeah. And then you go downtown to Buffalo, you might catch like a pigeon or five. Yeah. Why? But I go to the big cities, and it's like yeah. a flock of pigeons. Why? Y'all spying yeah. on somebody. Yeah. I know y'all are. Yeah. yeah. No, there's <laughs> definitely some. There's definitely some brevity to that. Like, there's definitely. I feel like there is definitely some truth to where some birds are replaced. But I don't know. It's weird. It's, it's very weird. I can go down the rabbit hole with that, too. See, why did I bring this up? <laughs> Why did I bring this up? Okay, Chandra, get back on Because you got the right one to talk about it with. <laughs> yes. Because I could go we all both, day. We both. That's the Five one Five minutes right later, we're talking about 
the rebellion. There's an underground rebellion and all of that. <laughs> right. I'll be having these conversations with my sister all the time, and mm-hmm. I, we just be going. And just, I'm like, okay. <laughs> so when you be talking about sneak vibing and bubble mm-hmm. gold, yeah. You're never hesitant to speak about like how you grew up in Buffalo, mm-hmm. but I heard you say earlier that you spent some time in New York City, right? Yeah, so this is the way I am a fake New York Cityan. I don't know how mm-hmm. to say it. But um I do have pride in the, the in the connections that I have in New York City. So my parents are from the city, they grew up in the city. My family are still like serious city people. Um, they still kinda have certain aspects and characteristics of city people. Um and I was born in New York City, but I they came here when I was like two or three. So I basically grew up like in suburban Buffalo. Um, but when we were young, we used to always go back to New York City, like take one or two trips every year to New York City to see my family, see my dad's family in the Bronx, hang out in the Bronx, um, see my mom's family in like Yonkers, um, New Rochelle area. So I always had that connection and I always just like would dream. It was like a magical place for me because we only went there once or twice a year. And um, my best friend during college, like the last seven, eight years, um, she's from um, Long Island, but obviously that's close to New York City. And so I always had all of these connections. And then a lot of the people that I even met at Oak State were from New York City. So I always had these strong connections to New York City. I have so many family and cousins in New York City that I stay connected to. So I always there was always this like double awareness a little bit with me, with New York City and Buffalo. And then, and then I actually did stay in New York City for a summer, like in 2017 or 2016. So I got to like equate myself a little more. But um, yeah, I feel like there's this awareness of the music in New York City because I'm so aware of it. Any place you would go, I would like listen to the music, and I love how the culture is meshed up in New York City. Yeah, the Jamaican, the Haitian, all of that. Like, and and I learned too. I love how Black people are so. Um, um, so sure of their identity and the intricacies of their identity because when I, I remember when I bus state people would be like oh Haitian Jamaican African like they didn't just say black yeah and I never really thought of it in that way until I started going to bus state and you go to New York City and it's like that there like Dominican Haitian African like you're not just black you're what is what is so that even made me start to like marinate on that idea too for somebody that grew up in predominantly white spaces and was othered and grew up in like suburbia you don't yeah. really get to ask yourself those questions that much. So, yeah. So that's where I feel like I have kind of like that double awareness. And I've always just been, I've always had a fascination with the city. I always try to stay connected with whatever's hot in New York City. Like, I'm serious with the playlist out of New York City. Yeah. Hero, any, like, radio host or whatever out of New York City, I always try to stay connected to it, what's ever going on there. Because I just feel like, to me... <laughs> New York City is like my my um like you know how they say Africa is the homeland to me New yeah. York City is like the homeland it's this weird it's this yeah. weird thing with me so because it was always like this mystical magical place and it kind of still is a little bit not as much as before but it kind of still is so that's where I feel like I have like those certain connections that's interesting so when you use your love for music mm-hmm. and you delve into the love for culture mm-hmm. how does the culture of Buffalo music mm-hmm. juxtaposition against the culture of city music. So the beautiful, that's a great question. The beautiful thing is that, and, and another aspect too, you have to think, my dad is from the, he's from the birthplace of hip hop. He's from the, he's, he grew up 
during the time when people, they weren't even, people weren't rapping yet. Because rapping started because DJs would be battling. They would have big speakers on this side, big speakers on the other side, and DJs would be battling. He grew up during that time, and then rapping came because MCs started rhyming on the beats while the DJs were battling. It was really the DJs were the superstars. And then over time, the rappers and the MCs started to take over. And so it was just like this, a brand new thing like happening, and my dad was a part of that. So that even added more mystique and just magicalness to my love for hip-hop. But then in Buffalo, Griselda, for example, to mention them, and they're a three-piece group out of Buffalo that's really making waves right now. They're yeah. kind of rejuvenating that early, you know, boom-bap hip-hop style. And yeah. so here, I, I feel like I'm part of, um, I'm a little part of something huge that's happening in Buffalo because we have so many talented artists here that are kind of paving their own way. Griselda kind of modernized boom bap for like the modern listener you know what i mean mm-hmm. so that y- uh, young people can get into boom bap the way you know my dad was or yeah. other you know the hip-hop purists so, so it still has the same effect yeah yeah to be the pioneers yeah, so. of something so large and so yeah. great and so enterprising yeah that's crazy how they really brought that back i shout them out for that shout out to them speaking of griselda <laughs> if you go to sneak vibing right now you can click on the about page and something I love that you said mm-hmm. was that sometimes the coldest of places can bring the heat. Girl. <laughs> I was like, what? Okay, you think that's cool? Book her now. <laughs> Book her now. <laughs> Who do you think are some of the artists that are found in Buffalo that need a little bit more heat? Like they need more they need more recognition. Okay, shout top three, out top three, top three. Okay, I'm I'm gonna say my top three favorite favorite rappers. Let me just leave it like that. Okay, there's this because there's so many that need recognition. So I'm gonna do my top three because I still I think they need recognition and they're just super talented. They could I could see them on a big stage right now tomorrow. AI the anomaly number one. I love Miss Itina Fareed. What she does with hip hop music to not only it's beyond hip hop. She's sending um she's uplifting and um encouraging young people to go for what they want to do through the art she's using hip-hop as almost like this medicinal um thing to nurture our youth so shout out to ai the anomaly and some people consider her i I say christian rapper just as overall but she's just really an uplifting rapper who happens inspirational inspirational and she's one of those artists who's very real, well-rounded. So remember, well-rounded. Yeah. I used to work for um, young audiences of Western New York, mm-hmm. and she used to be a teaching artist for them. Mm-hmm. And when I tell you, she did photography, but just looking into her, and mm-hmm. I, I remember at the end of it, she had came and spoke to the kids. Her her life story is beautiful. Yeah, and when I say, yeah. like, a beautiful mosaic of experiences. I love it. And the way that she uses it to influence every piece of, like, creative outlet that she has. Yeah. Girl. Bless, bless. Yeah. She's she's amazing. So, I have to shout her out. She's great. And I feel like she can never get enough recognition because she's just always doing something. Always putting her foot to the pedal and helping someone. But also just great at her art. She's... She's, and her music is modern. Like, anybody can listen to her music and get a vibe off of it. And she has so many different type of sounds she does, too. So, 
So definitely tap in with AI with that one. Um, second. I don't want to, sh- because I feel like what I'm going to do is shout out all female rappers, and I, I love me, I love, I love women who rap. I just, and I where's the guilt? I don't see any guilt. I know I shouldn't feel guilt, but they're going to be like, oh, you're over, so obviously you're going to shout out women rappers. But, you know what, I am. Right. right. Because I am. men get on here black. I am. Shout out to my niggas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> shout out to my dude that live down the street that be rapping occasionally okay. when y'all have cookouts. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to shout them out. Okay. Add the anomaly. Shay Noor. She's another one. Dope. Dope. Dope vibe. She is just. She's just a boss to me. She's just fired now. She's she's just like, she's she's street rap to the core, boom bap to the core. But she just, she's a heavy hitter. And she can hang with the, the heaviest of them. Like, she can hang. She can hang. She can go against any, any, any of y'all hip-hop peers, whatever you, who y'all think. She'll go against any of them, and she'll and she'll hold her weight. So I mm-hmm. love her, Shane Noir. She's fire, and she she's not just in her rap bag; she's in her producer bag too now. So I'm excited about her, and I think she's gonna be dropping a project soon. So I'm really excited about that. Okay, yeah. So her, and then I really became a fan of, and she's young and upcoming, Divine the rapper. I don't know if, if you've heard of her. I never heard she's of her. She's super me young. She's I don't know how old she is. I think she might be in her early twenties. What? And she runs with, um, she's the ones. She runs with a younger rap crew. I think they're called Stupid, if I'm right. The Stupid with like a D as the I. Um, but she's so fire. I've seen her perform so many times. And when I when she's the type of person where when she's rap, it's like rap practice. Like she she'll just go. She'll just keep going and won't stop. Like that's how much I can tell that she loves rapping so much that when she performs, she will rap. If if, if nobody's not paying attention to her. She will still be rapping, just going, 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 going. And I'm just like, I'm so impressed, like, with her enthusiasm for music. Her endurance when she raps oh, is crazy. Oh. She's actually, all right, I'm going to give y'all a, a, a dope a dope drop. She is featured in the third episode of Sneak Vibing Summer that's dropping this Friday on Sneak Vibing Blog. So if y'all listening to this, um, yeah, that's something that's going to be coming out soon. I was going to sneak peek that the day before Thursday, this Thursday, but y'all know now. So, um, yeah, I'm really excited about her. She's been featured on Sneak Vibing, I think, twice now, because she's in Sneak Vibing Summer, and then I featured her in our Women's Month, History Month celebration. But um, she's great. So if you go to Sneak Vibing blog, um, or Sneak Vibing um, socials, specifically Instagram, you'll see Divine the Rapper on there. So I'm really excited about her. So the top, those are the top three that I feel like still need to get more recognition. They're just great. Yeah, and you got yeah. some good ones over there. I like that. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna have to look out Divine. I yeah. like that. Oh my gosh, she's piqued my interest. I ain't even heard nothing. Just her she's whole good. attitude. And she got like a kind of like a Afrocentric vibe. She can do a little bit of everything, but she kind of has like the Afrocentric vibe. But I love it. Like I just, I love her whole vibe. I'm gonna send you her stuff after. Okay, for sure. I'm, I'm down for it. <laughs> Now, I feel like we said sneak vibing a lot, mm-hmm. but I totally wasn't recording when you told me about where that came from. Can you oh. please share that story about how okay. sneak vibing came about and where you got the name? Okay. Short story. Sneak during Basically, during the time that I created the blog when I was a freshman um, in college, at the time, sneak dissing was a big word that was started to be used everywhere in a lot of hip-hop songs. Also, at the 
same time, vibing was the word. And so I put sneak vibing together because I was super opinionated and I had strong opinions as a woman about a lot of hip-hop music that was coming out, like critiques and stuff and criticisms. And I felt like when I shared it, sometimes people wouldn't take it and stuff. So I felt like sneak dissing and vibing was a way to kind of mix the two. Like, I have my opinions. I'm not sneak dissing, but I will critique you. But I'm also vibing with your music. Like, I'm yeah. vibing too. Like, everything doesn't have to be too deep. Sometimes I just like something I like to get. Like, it doesn't have to be. But sometimes I can get deep and get in my bag too. So sneak vibing was a kind of a way to merge those two ideas and those two perspectives and, and actions and efforts and how I um, looked into music. It worked for your good. Yeah. A lot of people did. say sneaky vibes, but I'm like, whatever, whatever. A people lot of, say sneaky vibes? Yeah, sneaky vibes. Or they'll be up to me and be like, what's up, sneak? And I'm like, okay, my name is Chandra. But, you know, I'm going I'm to roll with it. I'm going to roll with it. I'm not too picky on that. Um, but you'll see. Sneak vibing, that's that's what it is. I'll give you my card and it'll say sneak vibing on it. Be like, okay, I got it. No. So if somebody's <laughs> against you, they be like, that's sneak vibing. You'd be like, okay. yes, yeah, that's yes. me. I do love when people say sneak vibing, but I will take sneak vibes or sneak or whatever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sneak or whatever. As we we so earlier, you spoke about like mm-hmm. your experience, still loving music, mm-hmm. feeling othered, and being in these spaces that might not be too comfortable. Mm-hmm. How do you think that developed a not so common music taste or a certain musical liking? that others might not be attuned to? Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. Good question, you know? Um, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> doing you, you understand the assignment. For real. You understand the assignment. This is what I'm talking about. Black women always understand the assignment. Come on, y'all. Y'all got to get on it. She is on it. With that said, I forgot the question, so can you say it again? <laughs> I was so on just... I was just looking over the assignment and realized yeah. that I understood it. And, and now I don't know my assignment. And I'm talking about, okay. Oh, 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 oh. Um, you were saying how, like, all of my experiences have kind of influenced me. Vibing, I think you were saying. Um, so one other thing that I think that really compelled me to create Sneak Vibing was because um, hip-hop is a dominated industry, is a male-dominated industry, and it's a lot of men talking, a lot of times... And, and I don't want to say all men, but a lot of them will kind of like generalize certain things. And I feel like there's certain intricacies and stuff that need to be explained when it comes to music, when it comes to certain albums, if we're having a serious conversation about, oh, yeah. this album, Jay-Z's album is better than Nas' album, whatever, wh- whatever topic. Mm-hmm. And so I was just so frustrated because I feel like a lot of the opinions are always clickbaitish, just so people can argue. Like, I realized one, one thing I've one thing and it's just yeah a pet peeve i hate when i hate having caught like meaningless conversation like and i know in in the industry and in the world like small talk is such a big thing but i hate small talk like i like talking about something that like seriously matters like you know what i mean yeah and so in the hip-hop industry there's a lot of that like like small talk banter or whatever and there is a time and place there's a time and place when it's like pleasant but um with that comes just a lot of crazy opinions just to get people to, like, clickbait. Yeah. Get people to get into your blog, to do whatever. Like, whatever. this is the worst rapper, whatever. Oh, kill this rapper, whatever. And it just, it gets crazy. And so Sneak Vibing was a way to really, like, bring, like, that, um, some level to playing field. You know, really bring, uh, if you have a strong opinion, have reasons to, to back it up. Yeah. Just so, don't say nothing crazy like Jay-Z is a horrible rapper. Like, if you're gonna say that, 
you have to have reasons and like quantifying reason why you just can't just say stuff and so sneak loving was a way for me to explain exactly why i have this perspective because if i say something people might not take it but if they if, if i have backing reasons why they will take it and again doing that through writing they can take it in at their own pace so that's really why um that's another reason why i was so passionate about really pushing sneak vibing and and commentary music commentary in general because i'm a fan of music commentary but i just hate that it's just so one-sided and shallow like i need more give me more information give me more under like yeah so that that's where that came i think sometimes people get lost in having the traffic because yeah, yeah. where there's controversy, there's always going to be traffic. Right. But um, I think it's good to stick with the rule of remembering, especially in journalism or mm-hmm. being actively involved in media or any mm-hmm. type of influencer, the job is to shake the room, not break the room. And I think Ooh, a lot of people yes. lost focus of that yeah. because breaking the room makes everybody see what happened. Like, I'm going to go, I'm going to run to that first. Yeah. Instead of shaking the room and being like, okay, these these are here are some crazy ideas. Mm-hmm. Let's dissect them. Right, right. And really figure out where they all come from. Right. Or like why you think like this and let's trade. Right. You know? It doesn't always have to be like this this is the ground I stand on the right. ground on this ground that you sink right. in. And now even you saying that just brings another awareness and I and it's another reason I think that I'm so I think music is is a trans is a is a is an effective is effective application to evaluate yourself because you know ding, people ding, have ding. people have the TikToks where they're like oh actually there was a tic- there's this girl that works in like mu- music marketing or whatever and she was talking about like if your boyfriend is a Drake fan if your boyfriend is a Kid Cudi fan like what that means and like you typically what their behaviors are and I thought that was interesting but really. The music you listen to kind of affirms who you are, and it has so much to do with your identity, but people don't even realize that, like, especially for black people, music is so powerful, it, it, it in its own way fights for us, especially for us in our history, our tumultuous history, music has broken, I, I just watched a documentary about Sam Cooke, Sam Cooke was so big, but they didn't know he was black, and mm. then they invited him to come on the American Bandstand, this is like in the 60s and 70s. And this is when I think Vic Van Dyke was hosting. They had to bring in the National Guard, the military, because the KKK was all around the studios of American Bandstand because they did not want Sam Cooke to perform because he was a black man because he broke records. Do you understand how powerful that is? And that's why I start nerding out because music is music in a way um, always breaks down and builds up new like societal constructs like. It really is a way to like progress society forward and make us evaluate ourselves. They somebody has to evaluate yourself. You are so you're dancing and vibing to a song, but you're so racist that you don't even want the artist to play. Yeah. Like they had to bring in military grade weapons and the National Guard for him to mm-hmm. play. Like and even on Dick Van Dyke's part, like he fought for Sam Cooke to actually perform. Yeah. That's insane. And that broke records. Michael Jackson broke the color One barrier sentence. on MTV with um, Thriller. Insane. I, I mean, I could go on and on and on. But that's why I'm so passionate about music because it is a, it's, it's therapeutic on the, on the shallow end and on the deep end. It does some, it does some work. Yeah. But when you evaluate how you receive music, 
it's a further evaluation of who you are. And that's why I'm so, and I'm so aware and, and want to learn more about identity so much. And music has really been my way, my pathway, my transportation to learning and understanding identity and understanding others' identity. So, yeah, before I go down the rabbit hole again, that's why I'm, I'm, I'm so passionate about Snoop Dogg and, and just music in general. <laughs> Eat poet, because <laughs> couldn't have said it better. And yeah. I love that rabbit hole. I do. You don't okay, want to go down you. that rabbit hole. Thank you. But I love when you get down there. I love it. I love the rabbit Appreciate hole. Appreciate it. At least somebody cares. Great stuff is in that rabbit hole. I promise you. Because okay. you just be in your bag. And it yeah. makes perfect sense. I'm right mm-hmm. with you. I really understand yeah. all of it. Last episode, we had um, Idris Wajit. So yeah. he oh, did wow. um, yeah. the mural on the side of um, the Sayas headquarters. Well, I believe what is formerly the Sayas headquarters. Mm-hmm. You know, um, love black boys because they'll become black men that mm-hmm. one and then he also did the a couple murals on the freedom wall mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah. when the episode was recorded he was doing a show called wish you were here mm-hmm. and in that episode we got to talk about how the art really is able to transport you into different emotions and experiences mm-hmm. and you don't really know what the effects of that could be they, they could be healing mm-hmm. they could be traumatic yeah but in all of it it's a total eva- evaluation of yourself mm. so ding 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 you confirmed it all and that's it because it does the same thing in music yeah it just does and to think that like before you had a face on something it had an effect on you yeah and you really yeah. have to evaluate yourself as to why when you saw that face all of a sudden your heart was guarded to something mm. that really infiltrated you in such a magnificent way yeah Girl, we could go on all day. And I can't get in my rabbit hole. I can't afford <laughs> I cannot afford to get in my rabbit hole. But you need people to push you like that. To yeah, push you to be like, yeah. hey, these ideas are valid. You yeah. should talk on them more. You should shake the room. Yeah. Saying that, who are some women in your life that promote you mm-hmm. to keep your voice resounding and keep your thoughts vibrant and loud and keep expressing them? So, I've heard... I, Mother, yeah, pastor because she's my, but she actually is a pastor. Amen. My mother, my mother, I would say her. We had like a really interesting relationship. They were actually a couple years like where we weren't really even on talking terms. But I'm being, I'm being transparent in saying that because I think for a long time we both challenged each other in our thinking and ideas, and we still do to this day, but on a healthier level. But I feel like. If it wasn't for it wasn't for her being the bold person she is, that kind of brought me out of my shell too to kind of say you know to speak up because you need somebody. I'm like having a whole realization right now. You need somebody because I'm I'm an introverted type of person naturally, but you need somebody to kind of like you know to to get you there because if if you if you don't have anybody like challenging you constantly, you you can get um. Complacent, you can. Um, there's another word I'm thinking of, but you can just stay in one space and, and you won't go past that. Wow, so stagnant. I really stagnant. Yep, I love wordplay. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I know it's an S word, <laughs> and I was trying to think about yeah, stagnant. So I feel like I have to say, Pastor Kim, Kimberly H, Kimberly Jackson, 
um, she has pushed me in a lot of ways that I'm, even now that I'm older, I'm starting to realize it's like if I didn't have that type of mother, um, I wouldn't be where I am now. So I have to say my mother first of all, for sure. Um, we thank you, Pastor K, for taking it to the streets <laughs> with Chandra. Legit, <laughs> legit, At really taking it to the streets because her, her, her love is street ministry. She will be on a street corner in a minute. As she should. And Period. She, does, she does not play. She does not play. And I'm so at the when I was younger, I was just like, oh, she's so beautiful. But older, <laughs> I'm like, I understand now. Like, wow. Even just maneuvering as a black woman, I like I understand so many things. But that's a whole other topic. Um, another woman I really look up to is I have to say again, Christy Mangle, the, um, the woman I told you that runs Queen City. She has inspired me in so many ways. I don't even think she realizes how much she has inspired me. Um, without her, I wouldn't have been able to have the confidence and just the um, a, a stronger awareness to know like I can do this so I have to say her um, another person I have to say that I recently I met like maybe a couple years ago but she has had a major impact on me is um, Michaela um, she's I don't think she's in Buffalo anymore I think she just moved down south but she created her own magazine called Subculture Magazine I don't know if you've heard of her Kayla Davis. Yes. Dope. Yes. Oh my god. She her everything about her is just like I I just love. She's just like she she goes for it. She goes for things. She's strong minded. She's bold and like I aspire to be like her because she's just so brave and strong and willing to take the steps to 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 get the results she wants and to be the person that she wants to be in life. So I'm really inspired by her, and I'm inspired by her work. Subculture Magazine is like, I've never seen, and it was, and she made the magazine, that's another thing. She made the magazine to really highlight black creatives in Buffalo. Yes. We have so many talented, quality people and creatives in Buffalo, but they just don't get that chance. So she created a magazine, a legit magazine that looks beautiful, that is black focused, black centered, and um, it just highlights beautiful black people in fashion, music, art, culture. And I'm thankful to be featured in both volumes of Subculture magazine that she's dropped. So I have to say her. So I would say those top three right now, I would say, oh wait, one more person. Yeah. I have to include her. Leah from the, she's the editor at the Challenger News, her and her mother. I am so inspired, um, Miss Alnisa Banks and um, I love Leah. Alnisa Banks. You about to be yes, <laughs> I love her. her. I love I Alnisa love both Banks. of them, but they were the ones that gave me the opportunity to write for the Challenger, and I've been writing with the Challenger for the last year and a half now, and that has been great. And they've just opened up opportunities for me. I'm so blessed to to know them. I'm just blessed to have so many to be proximity of so many amazing powerful successful black women doing their thing and that and that and and i'm i'm so blessed but also it's like i really needed to have these these women around me because i'm like i'm so like in my mind or whatever always thinking of like Lisa, Lisa, and just have just seeing what they're doing and doing it fearlessly always pushes me like it, yeah. it sweeps those doubts away like you can do this you're blessed to be provided with the things you need. Yeah, I'm so blessed. Whatever success God has for you. Period. I'm 
turning it into a church sermon. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. No, girl, because I'm really a low-key minister. We about to be speaking in <laughs> Not low-key minister. Poetry? Okay. It goes hand in hand. It's a big <laughs> rabbit hole. That okay? That's why I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna go there, but I'm just gonna mention that one point. I'm just gonna let you know because but first of all, speaking in tongues in the same. I really love God. I promise you, I yes. really do. I don't believe anything happens without Him, and that's just me. And no, I believe it. I believe it too. It's just like I don't know when I get connected to people that really propel me into purpose mm-hmm. or really give me the tools I need to, to carry on my next life challenge because mm-hmm. you know they're incessant. Like, it's always going to be something. And to be blessed with people that help you with that something that they know is coming. Right. That's that that, Yeah, that's God. That's Reverend of my, my, um, God. Shout out to Kaisa Morris, a.k.a. Mother Dear. She's a lady from Jamaica. She's like our grandmother, basically. I've known her since she was young. But, uh, she was somebody that was close to me during the time. Like, I wasn't really contacting my mother and she kind of supported me in a lot of ways and um, she used to say all the time that God always has a ram in the bush always a ram in the bush because there's always someone there to witness the the stages and the things that you're going through and kind of like push you a little bit let you know you're going the right you're going the right going the right way so shout out to mother dear love you but yeah ram in the bush that's yeah. when you said that that's what I was thinking so we see big things for Sneak Vibe happening soon. Yes. Oh my gosh. Everybody keeps saying that too. And I'm like, I shouldn't be scared. I'm a little, I'm like excited, but I'm also like, man, I just want to get right by like everything. Cause you know, there's always in the, if, if I'm being honest on the back of your head, it's like, you are completely responsible. Like I am completely responsible of with sneak vibing in this platform and I take it so seriously so that's why I'm always aware of um or trying to avoid but always aware of ways in which I need to strengthen myself or I need to um develop more so it's just like man so it's it's exciting but it's also like but have it together have it together be ready yeah. cause you know that's the worst not being ready for when God blesses you that's the worst and I that's like one of my biggest goals like ready i want to be in the yep. right mind i don't want my mind to take over and just go crazy like so that's like i'm i pretty got every morning like god i'm I'm trying to be keep ready. Me ready keep me Stay ready. ready so you don't gotta get ready right that's the worst so yeah but i'm excited i just see so many things happening i'm i'm, I'm excited i'm blessed i'm just gonna be keep going amen let's speak about these things you got upcoming in the summer let these people know what's good Okay, so right now we are running Sneak Vibing Series, Sneak Vibing Summer Series. So basically, kind of like XXL has their freshman class. I kind of got six representatives that are on the come up right now in Buffalo, New York. And I filmed them in dope spaces around the city of Buffalo. And a lot of the spaces are places that support the hip-hop community here. So we did it in clothing stores. We did it in um, studios. um, We did it in a lot of different places and spaces um, and small venues and stuff and it went great so we're doing that we're dropping the episode every um, Friday for the month of July and we have one episode for August as well um, that we've been dropping ever since July 1st so we have that going on right now sneak vibing podcast is in the works so I'm excited about that 
Sneak Vibing is now a team, so I'm excited about the, that. This is very fresh news. Just dropped this on Sunday, but now we have a team, so I am not the only one writing. So another important thing was, I know my perspective is important, but I don't want my perspective to be the only perspective. Yeah. So now we have a team of not just me, but other, two other writers that are contributing writers um, and columnists for um, Sneak Vibing. Um, Felicia Oser, who is in the mental health field, so she looks at music from a mental health point of view, and I'm really excited about her because she dives deep into that. And then we also have the wonderful, um, uh, oh my gosh, Mark. Why can't I remember his last name right now? Oh, Mark Griffin. Um, he is dope. He's really into video games, really into music, really into pop culture. Super well-rounded dude, um, and they're both from Buffalo, and they are contributing writers. They actually just um i just published their introductory pieces on sneak vibing on sunday so mark he wrote about j cole's off season and kind of the strength and weaknesses of j cole because you know j cole's is that is one of the best lyricists in the modern hip-hop so he kind of did a di- uh, deep dive into that and then felicia talked about conway the machines while i'm in cleveland so his pro conway is from buffalo obviously and he dropped a dope project a couple months ago it's been going around on late night shows and stuff and he has dope you know um, features on there with a lot of a-list rappers so yeah they're doing their thing we're just we're our territory is wider and wider so we have a team now we're going to be dropping a lot more articles kind of been slow on the articles just because we've been filming and doing a lot of content but um yeah you can expect a lot more um perspectives articles um content podcasts videos and we're just gonna keep going up some collaborations in the works that i'm really excited about with actual businesses in buffalo okay so i'm excited sneak vibe is on is on a roll we're we're really moving to slowly transition into the next level yeah, yeah. sneak vibing ain't sneaking no more yeah they're they <laughs> yeah, vibing out in the open yeah <laughs> perfect well chandra that's all i got for you thank that's you that's all i got for you but wait <laughs> don't thank me just yet <laughs> Uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> because people don't get off the show easy. They oh don't. God. Oh God. So to get off of the show, okay, we're going to need a lightning round. Okay. So what we do is I'm going to give you keywords or phrases and then lightning speed. I want you to just give me the first thing that comes into your mind when you think of that word. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. Ready? Yes. Okay. The first word is alignment. God. I want to see this one. The second word is purpose. Strength. Not so friendly culture. <laughs> oh, taps. But I, <laughs> I hate saying that, but I'm sorry. Y'all are doing gonna a lot. I'm going to fall out right now. Oh, my God. That you said what came to my mind first, okay? <laughs> Disclaimer. What came to my mind first, I'm being honest. <laughs> y'all, I love y'all. Black power and all of that. But oh y'all have to be doing the most sometimes. Love y'all. With the oh love of the God. Lord. <laughs> Groundbreaking hip hop. Sneak vibing. Okay. Put it right there. Yeah. Most definitely. I love it. Undercover superstar. What are you doing? You're marinating. You are I thinking. know. I know. You're not supposed to do that. I know. Okay. AI is the anomaly. Okay. Okay. And last but not least. Mm-hmm. This show right here with your girl, the NIA, mm-hmm. staying in the hoop. Phenomenal. 
Thank Big you so Usa. much for coming on the show, girl. I love Thank having you, you here. This was a pleasure. This is a we pleasure. Gonna have a, we got to talk and get oh, into yeah. our rabbit hole bag. Oh, girl, don't don't tell me that. I'm gonna get too comfortable. <laughs> okay. What's up, what's up, what's up, everybody? It's your dopamine endorser, your charisma queen, your podcast prodigy, the NIA baby. And you're listening to the Staying in the Hoop podcast, where we talk about relationships, pop culture, and the hottest melanin news. We accept the differences of our guests and viewers and conduct healthy discussions that drive listeners to not only ignite their own self-discovery, but also find solace in the commonalities of our everyday community. We promote being unapologetically you, while also praising the humility needed to dedicate yourself to the mission of something greater. So clip them on, tighten that class, or go. Focus your earring backing because right now you are staying in the hoop.